When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, my name is Gary Mansfield, and this is the Ministry of Arts podcast, where each week I'll be speaking to a different artist. Now let's begin by bagging these bongos. Hello one and all and welcome to episode 138. We're cracking on with these episodes, aren't we? Firstly, as ever, a big thank you goes out to our Patreon supporters. Without their support, we would not be able to produce this podcast. And if you'd like to support us, just go over to the Ministry of Arts Instagram page. On their profile, you'll find a link tree drop-down box. Just follow the link there. You can donate from as little as £3 a month. But either way, this content is free for everyone. Today's episode is a little bit different. Firstly, for about five minutes, I'll be taking you to meet Sue Turner from the Tap Gallery, one of which is just a couple of miles away from me in Brentwood in Essex. And recently, they've entered into quite an exciting collaboration with one of the world's leading retailers. And once Sue has told you about this collaboration and the artist that she's representing, I'll be taking you to meet one of them. And it's only Maxim from The Prodigy. Maxim has been making visual art for about 15 years. And he recently showed at the 99 Projects with friend of the podcast, Dan Pierce. Now Maxim rarely gives interviews about his artwork. So I was quite lucky to be able to sit down and have some time with him. And as you'll hear, we spend a lot of time tiptoeing down memory lane. Or rather, moon stomping down it. But before long, you'll see that Maxim starts to feel a bit more at ease and begins to open up about his visual art. Now, I should say that the conversation I had with Sue at the beginning was done over Zoom, and that was a quite a poor connection. And although when I met Maxim, it was outside, face to face. Within a few minutes, a family come and sat nearby, followed by an elderly couple that was speaking rather loudly. And even after we moved, we wasn't free from noise because nearby was the pub's air conditioning unit, and although it didn't seem too loud at the time, our new microphones amplified the noise, so a little bit of jiggery-pokery had to be done post-production to try and eliminate a bit of the noise. But less of my excuses. Firstly, come and join me with Sue Turner from the Tap Gallery, and then my conversation with the man that is Maxim. Today I'm speaking to Sue Turner from the Tap Gallery, and Sue, I understand you've got quite an exciting collaboration just come around. Would you mind telling us a little bit about that? Yeah, we've um, we've been talking to Selfridges for a few months through lockdown about launching a gallery with them. And obviously the year has been so up and down, the store's been closed, the galleries have been closed. So we just came up with the idea together that we would launch galleries online as a brand on wow. Selfridges website. How did that collaboration come about? Because that's a that's a hard gig to get, isn't it? <laughs> well, we were in Selfridges um, probably about eight years ago. Oh, yeah. So I worked with the furniture companies yeah. on the fourth floor. We were there for a good few years, so we worked with different sessions, 
So obviously they were putting the furniture on the floors, but not using any of the walls. Yeah. Um, and I approached a couple of the uh, concessions there and offered some artwork, and it just worked really well. Brilliant. And Selfridges loved it. Um, we sold some really sort of significant pieces to some significant people as well. So, but then unfortunately, Selfridges got rid of their fourth floor furniture floor. <laughs> So we came out, but that's always been a goal of mine. Yeah. Really, if ever I was going to open a gallery in London, I wanted to go back to Selfridges. So. Oh, nice. Well, that relationship had been sealed, you know, back in the day and yeah, yeah, bringing yeah, it back again. Us, we know then, we know how the store works. It's quite a complex um, company, as you can imagine, with thousands of brands. So we already know how they work and that was actually probably a big thing that went in my favour as well. So Excellent. So what are you selling through Selfridges? So we online at the moment have uh, launched Tap Galleries, which is our online print store. Yeah. Um, we That was really during lockdown, as soon as we closed, that first three months, that was my lockdown project. I built yeah. a <laughs> <site>. <laughs> Oh, nice. And how many artists are you showing there? Well, I think we must be up to, we must be up to about 30 now. Oh, nice. Yeah, we're just growing and growing. And but I'd like to obviously have some fantastic artists that have already got their names quite well established, but I love bringing on board new emerging artists. Brilliant. That's my talent, really, over the years. I mean, I've had the gallery for 28 years now, and over the years I've picked up completely online artists and then now see them in big galleries yeah. in the world. So, yeah, my collectors get in on these things early. <laughs> well, I've, I've been into your Hutton Gallery, not the Chelmsford one. Oh, have you? Yeah. Yeah, that's really small, the Chelmsford Gallery. Oh, wow. Is the tech gallery going to stay online at Selfridges or do you think it might actually move in there physically? Yeah, no, that's really, we were supposed to go in there physically first, but due to second lockdown, we, we just came up with this concept of let's get it online first. So, you know, we will be going into the store. Um, we're going to do pop-up with them. And then we're going to establish ourselves in there in the gallery and then bring in more of the an art perspective side of it as well. Yeah. Um, the framing, the originals, the limited editions, kind of fun events as well. I mean, that's that's a, a, a name and a brand to um yeah, to be associated with, right? Yeah, yeah it is fantastic. Yeah, it is. I do keep pitching myself. Yeah. <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> I could imagine. Um, I know that you've got Maxim as one of your artists. I'll be speaking to him later on. How did that come about with Maxim? He'd had a solo show in London a few years prior to meeting him. Yeah. Um, which obviously was huge because of the prodigy. And, um, but he was looking to get into the gallery market. And yeah. Really, um, so, yeah, so we've been working with him for a couple of years. And he has grown that um, and gone to, you know, now showing quite a few galleries yeah. across the UK. And what sort of work is it Maxim will be showing at the Tap Gallery? So we have a collection of limited editions from Maxim, but uh, how we're going to work with Selfridges is we're working with individual artists to do exclusive releases with them. So yeah. you'll only be able to do it online at Selfridges. And wow. Maxim has been the first artist that we've done that with. Yeah, it was um, a really beautiful uh, limited edition piece of one of his butterflies that he uses. Uh, it's a subject that he uses in his originals, which people have expressed interest into because they're quite small in his originals. Is that the ones with the gold leaf? Yeah. Yeah, I know the ones. So now he's done this sort of really detailed image of the actual warrior butterfly which is now become such a significant subject for Maxim. All right so well, that's about it for us. Okay. Um, good luck with a tap gallery in Selfridges and I look forward to seeing it grow.
Yeah, well, and you'll have to come over to one of our gallery. Try and do a gallery opening soon again. Excellent. I look going. forward to it. Come over. <laughs> Where would that be? Would that be at the Chelmsford or Brentwood? We're going to do it at Chelmsford because it's a big gallery. Well, I've never yeah. been there, so that's my uh, ideal opportunity. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, so Happy thank you very much. You. I'll see thank you later you on. Much. Yeah, bye. Da -da. So, um, in this category as an artist, I don't really get it, you know, I've been lumped into this category of other people, because I always see myself as an individual anyway, but I've never liked the people being pigeonholed in any shape, or, you know, in any way, shape or form, really, you know, it's, it's one of those things which I've grown up believing, I don't like to be in any category, <laughs> ever, respect of life. Don't like it. I always like to be on my own. I'm an individual over there. I've never been part of it. The only movement I've been part of was when I, when I was a rude boy growing up and I was part of the, you know, I was a rude boy. Yeah, the Scar Two Tone group. Oh man, was it. wasn't that a good group to be a part of? Yeah, that was, that's, you know, that's, that's the basis of my life. Yeah. You know what I mean? But when that died. But it, it's, on my own. it's only died out here though, hasn't oh, it? Yeah, I mean, it's still in here. I mean, yeah, I'm you're still a, a I'm still a 14 year old fat kid with stay press on. <laughs> <laughs> stay press, you know, in your moccasins. I see that you put crumb. a post up on on Instagram with the specials yeah. to say saying pretty much what you've just said. Yeah, you know, that's, that's, you know, and I always believe that your foundation of your livelihood, your your, it's all it's always built in your teenage years. Yeah. Because those are the kind of times you form your kind of personality and what you're about, your foundation, what you're into. And you notice that when you're when you're 14, you kind of still carry that same kind of style when you get older. Yeah. You know, and um, yeah, I really believe that you formulate those kind of styles. When, you know, your kind of your foundation when you're that age. And for me, specials. I just respected Terry Hall. I just, you know, as a performer, how he looked, how he carried himself. Yeah. I, just, I just loved his swagger, do you know what I mean? Well, I was thinking about this the, just the other day, actually. Back in them days, they used to sell records pretty much anywhere, didn't they? You know, shopping with Mum then, I was about 11 or 12. And um, we was coming through this massive big CNAs, and there was a little record stall inside on the left. And as we come down, I heard um, Too Much Too Young for yeah. the very first time. And I just heard Too Much Too Young. And I've looked around to my left. I didn't know who the group was. Yes. And I was going to them, and then, can I have, I don't know what it was, like 39p or something for a, for a single. I was going, can I, have, can I have some money to buy that song? I had no idea who it was, yeah, but man, it ever elevated yes. me just as I come down the stairs. The you same know. thing with the video, and that live performance. Yeah, just, man. Man, I just wanted to be there. I just, it just, I just connected with it. Do you know what I mean? The whole vibe of it. And you know, when you're, when you're 14, and 14, 15, and you go and meet your mates, and all they're all, they're all dressed in state dress, they all got their white socks, moccasins, and loafers. Yeah. They're wearing, you know, Fred Perry, Crombie. Just, just gang. Do you know what I mean? Just, yeah. You, and the thing is, it's, it's kind of like everybody was smart. You know, state press and thing is like the stay press you ironed your own stay press yeah. like you made that crease sharp you, you, made sharp. <laughs> you made sure your socks were white yeah you know, your shoes were polished you know they either quarter tipped you know like or whatever leather soles it was just oh man it was just the peak for me do you know what I mean and I, I always connect with that that's kind of like the foundation of my life around that and everything else in life seems to be Related back to that exactly. somewhere because it's the foundation, it's the isn't foundation. it? You know? Exactly. Whether it's political, whether it's musical, whether it's the whole your whole attitude, how you carry yourself, and you know, it's all yeah. connected. Yeah, it's all connected. Where was the link between the prodigy and the the, the scar that you was into? Well, it's kind of like I grew up on sound system, so. Peterborough, there was a few sound systems, so you know, like, I'm a brother of the MC, so he kind of put me in on the MC. Yeah. And, uh, when MCs were real MCs, in my respects, they were 
Well, we was lucky enough. I, I, I don't know the age of you. I'm, you know, I was just a little bit too young for the punk scene. Yes. But exactly. we had we had the end of the punk and the soul scene. Yes. We had the ska scene. Then it come into like the casuals, which that was fashion rather than music orientated. Yeah. And there's not really been anything since no. ska and casual. No, not like you know, like you're saying the ska scene. Like you the casuals and the, you know, obviously like the... Then the rave hit and... The and the Yeah. But all that, the farrows and the kabiches took that from the reggae scene. Exactly. So yeah, because it just, it just morphs. Yeah. One, one just morphs from the previous, and doesn't the it? That was just before the rave scene, do you know what I mean? And so, you know, I kind of just ventured in all different things. Trying to find, you know, I've never really been with a person who's just been into one thing. But, um, and the thing is, it's, it's funny, like, I'm, you know, I'm the same age as you and... Where did your um, visual visual art life start? Yeah, I kind of started when I was like, like so I started out at school, but it's, it's something that's not really... Um, yeah, it started at school, because yeah, I, I was into art. You know, I like to draw. You know, like when you're like 13, 12, 13, you kind of gravitate to certain friends. Do you know what I mean? Some, my friends around me, they're really good artists, you know, they're just really good at drawing. So. Yeah. Album covers and stuff like that. I kind of got into drawing. I remember like um, having these really good drawings when I was young, and I wish I'd still still got. Uh, you know, I actually went to my parents' house to see if they were still there, but they weren't. Oh um, man! Where's uh, the art thing kind of? This is what I think about art, is when you're a musician or when you're, I call it a creative, you just like to create, so whether it's art, but you know, I like that, do you yeah. mean, I like, you know, it's the I, performance, it's a performance, and I, you know, I had ideas, and I thought, oh, how do, how do I get that made, I'm not going to get someone to make it, I'm just going to make it myself, fair play, you know, I see myself as a creative, so whether it's making jewellery, clothing, art, you know, it could be anything. And, and and how I actually got into art, you know, I live in a barn conversion and after we got to a certain stage, you know, the walls just needed some paintings. And I said to, <laughs> and I said, <laughs> and I said to my wife, oh, come on, let's go to this, you know, I've heard, you know, affordable art fair in Battersea. Nice. I remember it so well. You know, my son was in the back of the car. He was only like, one at a time and how long ago is this this was 17 years ago wow he's 18 now yeah and uh, and um, and we went to the affordable art fair in Battersea and then I, as soon as I got to look around I thought yeah that's, that's, that's nice it's nice. alright and I looked at the price I thought oh, I could do that that's the that's the thing isn't it well what's that I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm buying that for six grand no way I could do that I could do better than that and, and the thing is, I didn't know even how to approach doing better than that, but I just thought in my head, I can do that. Yeah, but that's, well, the, that's the creative mind, isn't it? You're just moving it from uh, visuals, um, sorry, to, from audio, like with your music, yeah, yeah. and then you just do it into the, the physical. Yeah, so I literally didn't buy, I didn't buy anything of that art thing. I got back in the car, went home, and I went to like a hobby craft, I think it was, or some art place. Bought some canvases, bought some uh, oils. The thing is, I started with oils first, and then realised how long they took to dry, and yeah, I said, oh, fuck yeah. that." Then I bought some acrylics, and I was literally just doing colour washes. You know, I thought, "Yeah, that's what about buying, spending money on six, ten grand on a bit of art when I can just do get yeah, some yeah. canvases, colour wash, the sun, the you know." And I thought, <laughs> and I thought, "Yeah, man, I was I was buzzing with it." Do you know what I mean? And I, and I just kind of got into it, did more. Yeah, that, that's kind of where it start, that started and I had a few friends come over and said oh where'd you get that where'd you get that oh yeah, where'd you get that and um, I did a few pieces for a few friends oh yeah yeah you can have one yeah I'll, I'll, do, I'll, sort, I'll sort you one out don't worry it's it then your confidence builds you learn yeah. bits as you go along the, the first thing which I kind of started with was, was, was with, with the butterflies and the story behind that was it kind of when I was younger I saw an advert on TV and it was like a girl running through a field with like a butterfly net, catching butterflies. And you know, it's hay fields, the yeah, sun's yeah, yeah. shining, and everything's nice. And she catches catches a butterfly in her net. I don't know what the advert was. I don't know if it was a. F- but I remember it just stuck in my mind, and I thought, right, I'm going to do these butterflies, 
but I'm going to arm them. So I'm thinking, if the butterfly was in a net and it's totally, you know, it's totally harmless and it's, I can't get out the net, what would it be like if it was like, if it was a, a butterfly revolution type yeah. of thing? Do you know what I mean? And he had a samurai sword. and was like, get the fuck off! And he cut the, and he cut the net. Do you know what I mean? And it's fucking attacking the girl and do you know what I mean with a <laughs> little samurai. Well, they are an object of, of such uh, nicety. Aren't that's, what, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, they're so pleasant, so, and but people pull them apart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. I, 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 I'm always empowering them and giving them strength, you know? Yeah, yeah. And uh, that was the whole idea behind the butterfly thing. Butterflies with attitude. There's so many different analogies for the butterflies because I use that in paintings where it could be the, the poor against the rich or the weak against the, the, the people who are dominating society and so forth. And So there's so many political angles to it. Um, but you kind of look at the painting and kind of make that make your mind up. Well, the butterfly is an object of change and metamorphosis exactly. anyway, isn't it? yes. Exactly. So it was a, the butterfly uprising. Could I just say, would we be able to move over there? Yeah, no, sorry. So, sorry, you were talking about the butterfly. Yeah, butterfly rebellion. That's kind of uh, where that idea come from. Um, you know, the, the funny thing is when I create creating art, for me, I was, as, as much as 90% of it is surreal, I still like to make it a bit thought-provoking in some ways. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I want it to be a bit thought-provoking, so people look at it and, and, and kind of, in my head, I know what it, you know, they've all got meanings and so on. But but I want people to to get out of it, what they want to get out of yeah. it, and make their own stories. I think that's the beauty of art for me is when you look at something, you make your own story up. You kind of what what does it mean to you? Because everybody has their own uh, visions on you know on how life should be. On you might look at a plant in a totally different way to how I look at a plant. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'd seen that you'd done with the... Is it a gold leaf background or just gold? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a gold leaf background, that, you know, and that, that's kind of like the... That's actually an art print, which I call therapy. And it, it's actually, when I was creating it, it just reminded me of... I can't remember what it's called, actually. You know, like, um, like the ink block. Um, oh, I don't I know, remember, yeah, I but that's what the, the psychologists use. Yes. They put ink on one paper, yeah. do a fold, yeah. and then... I can't remember what his name is. Then the person on the, the bench has to tell what they say yeah exactly yeah that's exactly what came into my head so that's why I called it therapy but you know art is therapeutic and it's therapy in itself do you know um, that's what it does for me do you know what I mean well, it takes me to a place where I just don't think too hard I just don't think too deep you know I'm a thinker I wake up in the morning five o'clock every morning and I think and I, you know, and I'm thinking about art. I'm thinking about music, and I'm thinking about style, and I'm thinking about, I'm just thinking about myself, you know, on how to push the boundaries of myself and how to step out from this being this person and being, and not being just this one-dimensional person. To have boundaries. Yeah, in, you know, I'm just trying to. I'm, exactly, I'm trying to. I'm always trying to push the boundaries to to to, to my life and to my way of thinking. Because of the society we live in, we always seem to be pushed back in a box. There's always boundaries. Don't think like that. Don't be like that. Don't walk like that. You're walking too fast. You're talking yeah, too loud. Yeah. You, you know, do you know what I mean? It, it's always like trying to squash you in a box. So there's yeah, trying to keep you on a lead, not letting yeah, you, know, you be know, as free as you as, want. As to free be. as you want to be. And I mean, that's the whole reason why I got involved in, a, in, in music and why I got involved in a band because I just didn't want to be part of society as much as I am part of society you know but I kind of I didn't want to you do want the restraint I didn't want to, with it. I didn't want the restraint I wanted to be on the fringes of it do you know I mean I didn't want to be part of that and um so yeah I wake up every morning and think pushing the boundaries of art some of the art ideas I've got probably quite scary for some people you know and I can't really put them down <laughs> you know but and, um, and that's what it's for isn't it it's just a reflection of yeah of it's just a reflection of about. yeah do you know and uh are you scared of the ideas you're saying people might be scared of the image yeah well, you know do you, i think i think you're, everyone... you're questioning what you're thinking why are you thinking that because yeah your stuff comes from your subconscious oh totally you've got no you've got no um control over yeah. what pops into your yes. mind yes. where you place it within your mind that's up to yeah. you yeah yeah your subconscious kind of controls everything you know and it's uh it's that part of you which is the real side of you. You know, your mind is just a machine which just tells your subconscious. You know that. Your, that's your ego side. Your mind is your ego. 
I fucking are. I'm not too sure if that works. I'm not too sure if this works. You know, that's your mind questioning stuff. And that's, that's us again but, putting stuff into boxes, like you was just saying yeah. about the freedom of society. When we have ideas, we try and sort of cut the corners off it and, and place it into a pigeonhole and exactly. make it into something. Yeah, you know, uh, but I get that's 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 the freedom which I get from doing art. You know? There's like I said, there's art which I've got in my house which. I don't think we'll ever see the light of day. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> but then, you know, I just, I, 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 put, I let people see the, the tamer side. <laughs> Do you know? Um, maybe when I'm dead, my, my kids were like, yeah, I've got this piece of art that dad did. You know? And maybe they'll auction it off or whatever. But, um, but why is it you, you feel you wouldn't want them to be seen? Is it because you, like, you don't tell people you're, you're in a film? I don't want to, yeah, I don't, like, like I'm saying, with art, it's um, it's a way of expressing yourself and, and getting all your thoughts out on canvas and paper or wherever you want to do it. And I don't want to let people know too much about me. Even just doing this podcast thing, I don't. You know, you know what? I actually I had second thoughts to come in to see you. Oh, did you? Because everyone's all right once they get chatting, mate. Yeah, but you know, like, I don't like people to know what I'm about, and people, yeah. you know, I. I, I I'm, I'm pretty much the same as you there. I don't really like to sit and say what I am and what I'm about. I like to do my art and then... And you find out what I'm about. Exactly. But I've got little bits of hang-ups with the way I speak, my lack of vocabulary. Yeah. And because I was putting myself in the shadows when I went to galleries because of that, yes. I thought, well, the only way to get around... I saw it was detrimental to me. Yeah. So I thought the only way around it is to let more people hear my voice. Yes. I take possession of my lack of art and vocabulary. Yeah, yeah. And so I figured to do one of these. When you say arty vocabulary, what do you mean? Well, in the you, in the sense yeah. of like uh, when you go into a gallery and you're not you don't know the years of so and so or when that Turner was painted or the, the medium no, or no, not no, not the, more the, the way to speak and to, explain to, to the express art yourself. Because I get myself paper. in a position where I give talks about art. Yes, and. You've got to have a certain style and manner, and what I've discovered over. But the isn't years, that part of the whole exactly? I was trying to be something I was <laughs> exactly. So then, what I've discovered over the years, and it's only with practice and having the confidence to bring myself out of the shadows, yes. yeah. to realise that a voice like mine, yes, person with my attitude, my vocabulary, is just as fucking important in the art world. That's just as anybody else. As yeah, as the biggest art critic yeah. in the country. Oh, totally. Who cares? The average guy on the street probably doesn't even understand what they're yeah. talking about anyway. Do you know, and you're speaking to the 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 common man, where they're speaking to the elite yeah. or, or certain people or certain ilk will go to their you know, go to certain and schools. And that's only come out with experience and my confidence has come through experience of doing these, yeah. speaking to people and realising that my voice has a value, you know. Yeah, totally. And um, yeah, and, when I, even when I talk about my artwork now, I feel that it's you're letting out too much of you by telling that. That's how I. Yeah, feel. I mean, but I'm, I've got to a point where I have to bite the yeah. bullet, knowing because I put myself on this public platform, mm. I know that I have to give a lot of me out. Sure, that's part and that's part of the sort of thing. Of, you know, know, yes. I mean, as far as what you're saying there, for me, the artwork is there's the artworks which I won't show people because it's personal to me you know I don't mind people seeing my art and talking about it but I like people to experience it for themselves and, and, and analyze it and, and make their minds up what they think it, it means to them you know rather than me say what it means to me you think it be do you think it's the same feeling as as that would be if it was a page of your diary it's because you haven't made them for the world to see you've made them for you and to, to answer a question that you're answering exactly yeah brain, I mean right? I think I, you know with art it's a I think it's quite a, such an interest, interesting medium you know and, and way of expressing yourself because art is around us all the time you know everything is art just looking here it could be art you know you could you could see a painting like this so you I mean you look at it in a totally different way as, as, a, as someone being an artist you know so as people, we don't appreciate our surroundings and art around us. 
and all I'm doing is creating a piece of art where, where you actually come in and, 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 and you're actually coming to see this bit of art yeah. and trying to understand it and get something out of it whereas you know people aren't coming here to appreciate the space here and oh yeah look at that tree you know and sit down and, and, and you know I suppose people take things for granted I suppose a lot you know we, we don't s there is times I go out in my garden and just sit around and just look at the plants and appreciate the colours do you know what I mean that's, that's real art man do you know what I mean I, you know and it's beautiful when you do take possession of these art eyes and start seeing seeing things, things in a totally different, totally different way. Hearing, or, yeah. you know, whatever your art is, you know. You know, and it's it's, it's really weird. Um, I used to always think when I'm painting, that was the only way of seeing art. Yeah. But I've learned so much seeing even in the last year about art. Just being at home, you know, through this whole pandemic and. And it's changed my whole way of thinking. And there's probably been a lot of people that's changed their whole way of thinking on life and and how they visualise and how they push things forward through life and how they see their kids and their family and their friends and so on and things around them. And I just see things totally different now, do you know, where, where I was probably kind of got on the... I was probably on the treadmill a little bit. It's just like everybody else, you know, 18 months ago. Yeah, well, we're all on our own track in life, aren't yeah. we? Yeah. And then sometimes, like the pandemic comes along, that makes the track it derails you. Diverse. It derails you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and then you go, hold on a minute, I can't, you know, get up and think of what the way I was yesterday. Something exactly. Happened, you know? Yeah. And I think it's a, I think it's a good thing. You know, I think it's it was it's obviously not for everybody. Some people will. The, the tracks change and the wheels have come off the track a little bit, and they say, "All right, put the track wheels back on it. We're going again." Yeah. Never even noticed the wheels no, come no, off. They're no. like, oh, well, that was just there. Back on it. Yeah, but you know, my wheels have come off the track, and I thought, fuck now, maybe the track isn't what I want to be on. I want to fucking get on, create another my own track. That's, that's the creative mind, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Because if you've got a creative mind, you're constantly stopping, looking, evaluating. Yeah. Yes, no, make changes, and then crack on. Yes. And that is every morning for me. Yes. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Then tomorrow's never the same. It's never the same. Right? Every day is a different day. You know, every day is a new day to create, and every day is a fresh day to live. You know? I was speaking to Sue the other day from the Tat Gallery, which um, show and represents some of your work, mm. and um, she mentioned about that they've got a, an online store in Selfridges. Yeah, where that's showing you work. That's a, that's a pretty cool move, isn't it? From the yeah, from the old scar lad in the eighties. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know you've had success in other areas, yeah. but it's got to feel nice when you you sort of venture into a new ground and yeah. that starts to get you know what it's, it's recognised. You know what the art thing is? It's, it's a weird thing to music, but I, it's kind of like I still have the same approach to music, or should I say, I still have the same approach to art as I as I as I do to yeah. music. No. It's nothing. It's creative. nothing different, and you know, if I'm creating something, and I've got my ideas down, and I've got it out of me, and I just want people to see it. You know, all right, it's a bonus if someone buys it, but that's not the bottom line for me, because I'm not. Luckily for me, I'm not in the position where, you know, like, you know, and I have friends, and I know people who are struggling artists. They have to sell X amount of paintings every week. To pay the mortgage, do you know, and, and it must be like, it must be a hard situation to be in, being an artist where this is what you love to do, but you have to keep doing this. It has to be commercial, doesn't it? To, to, be viable. to pay, to, yeah, to, it has to be commercially, yeah, to, to, uh, viable to to pay your mortgage or to put food on the table. So you can't be hundred percent. Yeah, you've uh, got that freedom, you? freedom to say, "Fuck it, I'm." You know what? I'm just going to do this, yeah, because that's not commercially viable and that's not going to sell. Luckily, I'm not in that yeah. situation, so I can just do what the fuck I want. Do you know what I mean? And, and create what I want. And if I like it, I like it. I don't, I'm not creating it for anybody else. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. If you like it and you want to put it in there, yeah, <clears> good move. And if other people like it, that's even better. But I'm not creating art for anybody but myself. You know, and then the next step is if other people like it, then that's a bonus. And the next step is if, if anybody likes it and they want to buy it, 
been a while. They 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 connected. They connected to I mean, me. You're saying that about having the um, artistic freedom. But how would you be, for instance, if this range of butterflies that you've done are they in an addition or is it just? No, I just kind of make them up as I go along. So how about if they properly kicked off and then all of a sudden there was a a want or a drive for them? Mm. Then you'd have to get up the next day and start making these oh, butterflies again, or would you not want to go down that line? Would you be strict? I'll just do a Damien Hurst and get someone else to do it. <laughs> That's not a bad thing. He's not the only one that does that, man. He's not the only. There's hundreds of artists that do that. Yeah, I know. Even the artists that are struggling still put stuff out. That's I mean, you know that that's that's fine. Do you know what I mean? If you could come up with the idea, and you, because, and I always think think it like this in music terms as well. I can think of a million ideas of like, oh man, putting this guitar riff down, but I can't play a guitar. No. So I have to get a guitarist yeah, in to do it. It's exactly the same thing. Do you know? And you know, I've written songs before, but I can't sing. Yeah. I shout well. <laughs> well, so I can get a singer in to sing it so it's, I suppose it's, it's no different you know I learned I was using oils and I realised no oils weren't the way then yeah. I used acrylics you know and I've used I've used expanding foam in my art everything's just, just, a medium everything's a medium and it's just like like I'm saying ideas which I just wake up in the morning and think oh you know what how about if I do that and, and then you try it it doesn't work then you find another way of using it you know, whether it's wood chip, yeah, <laughs> do you know what I mean? No, and then, and then you find another way of, oh, maybe I have to dry it out, or maybe I have to do this, maybe I have to. Do... I remember I used resin. I use resin in my artwork, and uh, well, as a cover, or as a cover, as a varnish. Yes, and I was using resin fifteen years ago. I didn't even see any resin anywhere. I had to import it from America. <laughs> I imported it from America. Because I had this idea, and I thought, oh yeah, we could cover it in resin, and it would look so... And I remember my first paintings, I did like four or five butterfly paintings, and I, and, I, and I went down to, like, it wasn't far from here, and it was a flooring place, and they said they do resin, and I said, oh yeah, but what I want to do, I want to cover with these paintings with resin, and someone said, I said, oh, I don't know about that, this is for flooring. So anyway, bought the resin, covered the painting. Why I didn't do a tester, I don't know. <laughs> covered, but I got, I got a bit yeah. excited. Covered four paintings with resin, and it was all glossy, and it just looked like, wow, this is ah, oh, man, can't wait. Came back the next morning, it all gone white, yeah, shrunk, and yeah, it all, no, all, no. The, all the all the resin had gone frothy and all got yeah, white. Yeah. It's it just four white boards yeah. of <laughs> solid resin. Oh, fucking, <laughs> yeah, I mean, and. Then I, you know, I was doing, re, re, you know, a part of the process is doing the research, and you, and then I found a place in America, what, um, sold resin. It's called EX. It's called EX seventy four. That was a re, I saw it before, like you get all these art resins and all that. It was called EX seventy four, and I found one guy, and he was he was lived in Surrey, who imported it. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And I and it and it was something like. Um, it was like four hundred pound for like five liters. Brilliant. Some, you know, it's something ridiculous. Yeah, it's, it's the good stuff still there. You know, and it was. It, uh, I think it was no, maybe it wasn't even five liters. Maybe it was like two liters, isn't it? But yeah, it was expensive. And I, but I didn't. I thought, ah, fuck it, I don't care. I just need. I want to see this. I've got this vision, and I want to see it. And did you do a test at the next time? Yeah, I did a test. <laughs> but the thing is, with that resin. Yeah, anything that was resin, it's not UV protected. Oh, is it not? So everything just went yellow. Yeah. And uh, so there are a couple of paintings out there. Yeah, they're just <laughs> Yeah, someone's gone. bought them in and started yeah, and, and it's gone yellow. But, like an old chemist window. Yeah, but um, that's part of the process. And uh, and one, you know, one of the things in the whole process, which I, which I had all these paintings, which are f- fucked up. And I can't keep paintings around me which, which are shit. And I just thought, how can I get rid of them? Because I can't just put them in a skip. Yeah. So, I, you know, I come to this conclusion that I have to burn everything. But if it doesn't work, I just... It's part of the process. That's what we do I in our mind, it. isn't it? Yeah. You know, you come across a problem in, in life, in your mind. If you can't deal with it, you don't know how to deal with it. 
just can you eliminate eliminate it and that's exactly it. you know i don't like having paintings around in my studio which oh that did you not paint over that didn't work there are a few which i've painted over but some sometimes it, it's you know there are paintings which i've tried to paint over and they weigh about five stone because <laughs> it's got about six seven layers of resin and just think ah oh, fuck it i'm just got, you know no. so i I've just got to the point where I, I think if it doesn't work, I burn it and move on. But there's there's so much value in discovering something that doesn't work. It's yeah. more valuable to your process yes. than something that just constantly works all the time. Yeah. Because you're not being pushed. You're not being it's pushed. It's not yeah. working for a reason because you've tried something new. Yeah. Hasn't quite worked. Yeah. But the the beauty of those sort of things is as well. It may come a point six months, a year down the line, when you go, I can know that thing I've done yeah. a while ago that didn't work might work now because but, your process yeah. has moved on. Yeah. And you was just a little bit ahead of your own time. Time, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and, and I, I, I totally understand. But I, I see everything as as um, it's evolution. You know, everything is evolution. It's all progress. And uh, it's never, it's never, as much as I destroy what I've, what I don't like I always feel like I'm moving forward you know I, it's never going backwards you know it's never going back you know I always move forwards with everything um, going back is kind of going back in the back of my mind with an old idea where I'm always just pushing the boundaries forward it's, it's, it's funny it's kind of like it's in the same way I kind of um, you know writing lyrics so you know I've written loads of lyrics and I've got loads of lyrics from the age of like 13, 14, I've written lyrics. I used to write lyrics in my school books. And people don't know this, I used to sign Maxim in, um, in my school books. Like I've actually, on the back page, you can see Maxim's signature. signature. That's how long I've had my name, the name Maxim, from, from uh, 15. I used to practice the name Max, Maxim in my school books. So, I remember like um, what you were saying about going back. It's kind of I used to have lyrics, shit, loads of lyrics in books. And it's funny going back to lyrics and looking at them. It's interesting reading them, but they just don't work. Yeah, but it's because you're looking at them at a different time. It's just like the comedy mean? we was looking at. That Benny you on the, the fucking Love Thy Neighbour doesn't it, work yeah. today. It probably worked. No, you know what? It probably does work in a, in the respects of you listening to it, but it doesn't work for me. Yeah. Because it, to me, it's old. So like, I could bring it. I could bring show you some lyrics which are like, yeah, check this out, and you think, well, no, that's good, yeah. But to to me, it's old. To you, it's new. But how would you? But be... but, it's, but it's all down to me. I don't give a fuck about you. Yeah, of course. Do, do you know what I mean? And that's what I'm saying. I don't care about what people think. I have to feel comfortable. The bottom line, it has to be with me. You know, I, I'm not. I'm not out here to fool anybody or to con anybody. But how are you using someone else's old stuff or stuff that's old to you? Like, could you bring a not necessarily the specials, but could you bring a song in from the eighties into your music now? It's yeah. not my creation. Do you know what I mean? It's it's kind of funny. I was like listening to Cars the other day, Gary Newman. And just a and I thought, oh man, so who's done that? Someone sampled that. I'm trying to think who sampled it. And everyone sampled everything. Yeah, so I can't remember. Away. But I, I was thinking, you know, and you know, it's funny as well. I was listening, cause I was just listening to like his album. I don't know why I was listening to his album, but I was kind of reminiscing about old, you know, and, and going through old tunes and whatever. And um, yeah, and I heard that, you know, like, sound off, man, that would be wicked on that, like a... So, things like that, but that's fresh to me, do you know what I mean? But things which I've created back in the day, it's kind of like, well, that's back in the day. I'm, I'm... Yeah, there's a certain innocence to that youth, though, isn't there? Yeah. You know, you was, you was looking forward, you was looking up at them points, now you're at this plateau of your life. Yeah. And, you know, that's at the bottom of the mountain, isn't it? Yeah, you know? yeah. But um, I, I would be quite sure that if you looked through stuff, you'd go, fucking hell, that's still relevant now. Oh, yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. Because like, I've looked back at, um, I'd, I've got these uh, books of ideas I had when I was yes. in jail. But my view on art was a lot more basic than it is now. You know, it's, it's more nuanced now, obviously. Yeah. yeah. 
but at the time they were just raw pieces of artwork. And I was thinking, this it still has got still got legs that idea, mm. but not as Gary Mansfield. Yes, because I'm no longer that person anymore. Yes, and that yes. Was at times before I had this change well, you in are my not. own life, yeah. and I've already given my old self a name that I used to use to, uh, to give the old meal and yeah. put in hotels and that drawing name on it. Yeah, so yeah. that's how I sort of um, put a wedge between my new life and my old life. I'd still like to produce them works in the name of Roy Maynard. Yeah. So he's a different artist to me because the artist that um, I try to show myself as now is this nuanced conceptual artist who puts a lot of thought and effort into mm. his work. Whereas the old me was like, fuck it, just do it. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Just, if they don't like it, fuck them. You know, it was a different attitude. Yes. But there's still that little anarchic in, inside, inside me, of you me, know, yeah. who I try to throw a bucket of water on to quell the <laughs> fire every now and then. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because I'm not sure, you know, if, if the old me would still work. Yes. I'm about to create work as the old me. Yeah. Pretty much as we uh, speak, you know? Yeah. I mean... I'm the old you. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> I'm like exactly. the old you. Do you know what I mean? Because that's the only way I know how to be. I'm always like, I'm always, for me, I'm always, I feel like I'm always fighting against the art world. I don't want to be, you know, um, like I say, put in this pigeonhole. I don't, I don't want to be formulated into this, this person of Maxim the artist. It just, oh yeah, it's really nice, but I've taken the butterfly and, uh, can you just get can you lose the head because <laughs> it's kind of got a skull on it yeah. you know no that's how I created it do you know what I mean and I don't think there's a problem with an artist distancing distancing himself from the art world mm. producing art that's your job as an artist yes being part of the art world that's just the carnival that's the you know carnival I mean? yeah, that's, that is, that's yes. the fucking game going to the, going to the fair or you know it's yeah. just the bollocks bit yeah, you don't have to be a partner. No, no. And I would rather not. But no. I put myself in a position where you are. Oh, yeah. I have to be. Yeah, yeah. You can't put your head above the parapet and not expect no. to be fucking shot at. You know. No. It's the same thing as like being a musician and, and going to all the award ceremonies. Yeah. What's um, what's in store for Maxine around the corner, the visual artist? I'm working. On, I'm trying to work on some new new techniques actually. When I say new techniques, I, it's not it's not even any techniques which I see and I try. It's just all from here, yeah. and it's just messing around with art, and then and then just things happen, and that's how I like to. That's how uh, how I like to create, and I know that's how things. Ha I th that's how I know good things ha happen is when you do it that way. That's the process, part of the process. That's the same process as when you're writing music. It's the same process as anything, creation, creating anything. You know what I mean? So people think that when you create stuff, you just go, you do something and it comes up. Oh, it didn't happen. Go away. Oh, it didn't happen. No, it's part of the process in, it's getting engaged and just going with the flow. And then something just happens, yeah. like bam. Because you're in the process of creating it. You're putting it out there and it just evolves and it develops and it evolves and then something happens and you think, ah, that's what there I'm trying it to, is. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Do you know what I mean? And then, then I move in that direction. And that's what happens for everything in my life. Do you know, I, I, I believe in that process. I know that it works in, every, in everything I do. I know that it works. It works in music. It works in everything. You know, and that... It's called going with the flow, isn't it? It's going with the flow, <laughs> and the inspiration, the universe was just brings it to you. That's what, what will be, will be. What will be, will be, and that's how I, I believe in the universe in that way of thinking. You know, that, and without stressing myself. Do you know what I mean? And, you know, because it's it's easy to, to stress yourself and get ah oh, man, you know, dimension stringing the, the idea on, but just going with the flow. Ah, oh, nothing didn't happen today, and then something will just like, bang. And I was just, wow, yes. And then I just develop it. And then it just takes, then I get that idea and I develop it and I just it just moves from there to there, there. The power of the mind, you know? And and I, like you're saying, I believe it's all in the subconscious mind. You know, it's all your subconscious 
you just have to tap into it. And you've got to have the faith that you're going to get there in the yeah, end. Yeah, and you have to have the faith that you're going to get there. And it, and it happens, you know. You have to have the faith. If you haven't got... It's just like anything else. You have to have 100% faith in it. If you've only got 90% faith, it's not going to happen. If you haven't got that belief, you're never going to make it. Yeah. You have to have that belief. You know, just believe in what you want to do and just and you will get there. And there we are. Firstly, Sue Turner from the Tap Gallery. Having Selfridges as an outlet for your gallery ain't a bad little coup, is it? And then Maxim from The Prodigy. What a guy, eh? As I said at the start, and, well, as Maxim says in this conversation, he's not really one for having interviews or talking on record about his artwork. So it was quite a privilege to be able to sit down with him for a little while and do so. And thank you to Tanny Burns for both of these introductions. I'm hoping to get another podcast out at the end of the week, because as I mentioned in the last episode, because we had several commissioned podcasts, we had to put our own to one side. So we've got quite a little backlog. So the pressure's on me to edit and produce. But hey-ho. Well, that's about it for this week. Until the next episode, toodle pip. Well, hope you enjoyed that episode of the Ministry of Arts podcast. If you're unable to support us on Patreon, leaving a review on whichever platform you listen to this podcast really does help us get noticed and anyone else looking for an art podcast. Or even giving us a positive shout out on your social media. Anything is appreciated. But either way, thanks for listening. And until next week, ta to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.